sexual intimacy is not just about pleasure. I think it's so important for us to realize that um, the world is is giving us a narrative that talks about sexual freedom as if there's no consequences for being sexually free. Yeah, that's so good. What we have to realize is that sexual sexual intimacy is more spiritual than it actually is physical. Welcome to Growing With The Nearest podcast. I'm Sonia. And I'm Brian Nira. And today we are talking about, dun, dun, dun. Yes. Brian, what are we talking about? How to manage your sexual passion while dating. (laughs) This is a big one. I am so excited about this because I don't care who you are. You're going to feel something when you're dating. Like You can be the most holy person in the world. You should feel something. You should feel yeah. something. If you don't feel something, something may be wrong. <laughs> um, but we won't get into that today. We're just going to talk about the feelings you feel when you're dating, when you're in uh, when you're in the courtship period, right before marriage, um, because you will feel uh, attracted to the person that you are in relationship with. Right. And so... Just to preface all of this, we believe that, you know, it is biblical to wait until you are married to have any kind of sexual relationship that that is reserved for the marriage bed. Mm -hmm. And so that is what we believe. And that is what we did in our dating um, season. Yeah. Um, And we're going to be honest. It was not easy. No, it was not easy at all. It was not easy. Um, and you know, it's not to shame somebody who's made a mistake in the past, um, or, or you're in a current relationship that you've made mistakes, but you still, you still desire to, but you still desire to restore purity and walk rightly and wait until, um, the first night of marriage, which is really exciting. So, like I said, we, we definitely, by God's grace, were able to do this when we were dating. Um, and I'm so grateful that we did. I'm so grateful, Brian. Without a doubt. I'm so grateful. And I'm so grateful that, you know, we, everything that we're about to preach, it's stuff that we did yeah. and it's it's nothing that we weren't willing to do. Yeah. So this isn't from a place of shaming or a place of we're better than you guys. It's none of that. Yeah. Um, none of that at all. Um, we just want to be transparent about what works and what doesn't work mm-hmm. because we want we know how difficult it is. Absolutely. We know how difficult it is. And if you're desiring purity, then we want to open up our lives um, and our hearts and our thoughts um, just to give you insight. And maybe you can gain some tools to walk out this walk well and um, be able to be successful in your endeavors to stay pure. Absolutely. So I think, you know, just diving into, you know, our first question, um, I think a lot of people want to know, like, scripturally, why is it important for me to wait and to essentially hold back my sexual passion while I'm dating in this moment if I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this person? Yeah. Oh, you're asking me. I thought I'm you were asking you. To... No. Um, okay, so I just believe. <laughs> yeah. I just believe that it's sin yeah if scripture says to flee all sexual immorality flee temptations that would lead to sexual immorality and we know that that sex is only not a sin when it's in marriage yeah so out anytime it's out of the context of marriage it's a sin yeah and so it's reserved 
for marriage yeah. designed by God. And there's a lot of reasons that we can get to, but I want to let you continue. Yeah. And I mean, it protects, it protects the marriage offers a covering over one of the most intimate things you can ever do with a person. It, it provides safety and covering and protection and your, your physical body is literally more safe mm-hmm. if you wait until marriage. Without a doubt. And so I think biblically, the it's very clear that, you know, any kind of sexual relationship outside of marriage is sinful and you have full permission to explore your sexuality only in the context of marriage. Yeah. Um. So that's my thoughts on yeah. that. You know, like as to why, the only reason why is because the Bible says. Like, yeah. like that's honestly my only response is yeah. we can talk about... Like there are other benefits, but the reality is it's we're seeking to do what the Lord has told us to do. And scripture makes it very clear. And we don't need, we can talk about more reasons why, but really you don't need another reason. Like scripture says, don't do this. And so we should trust God that he's good and he knows what he's talking about and not do it. Yeah. So that's my thoughts. Agreed. Just to add to that, like, why is this important? Because sexual intimacy is not just about pleasure. I think it's so important for us to realize that um, the world is is giving us a narrative that talks about sexual freedom as if there's no consequences for being sexually free. Yeah, that's so good. What we have to realize is that sexual sexual intimacy is more spiritual than it actually is physical. Absolutely. I so completely agree. What happens, and, and I want you to respond to this because I know you have so much insight into into this topic— but what happens whenever you are sexually intimate with somebody, you're giving them a piece of yourself. Yeah. You're giving them a piece of yourself. And God has designed it to where we're supposed to give not just a piece of ourselves to somebody, but our whole selves to, the, to our spouse for the rest of our lives. So what happens whenever, whenever, you know, it's so sad to see people, you know, go from partner to partner to partner to partner like it. Like it's not hurting or affecting their spirit or their soul. But what's happening is that there is something called a soul tie that is happening. And this is the thing. This is the thing about soul ties. And I've been thinking about this, Sonia. We we often talk about soul ties in a negative connotation. But actually, soul ties are a really beautiful thing. Yeah, I mean... When it's done in the context that the Lord has created it. Exactly. It's beautiful. Like, like my soul tie to you. Yeah. Our soul tie is beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. godly. Yeah. There's godly soul ties. There's ungodly soul ties. Right. Yeah. So a perfect example is like a marriage, a married relationship. They definitely have a soul tie because they've been intimate. Exactly. Right. And you can have emotional soul ties. We yeah. have, we were forming a soul tie before marriage. Exactly. Even though we weren't having sex. Yeah. Um, just because of the emotional connection that we had. Yeah. Um, there's soul ties between a mother and her child. We literally know that yeah. the moment the child is born, you know, uh chemicals are released from the mother's brain to literally bond with the child. Yeah. And so um you can you can kind of view soul tie as a synonym to like a bond, if you will. Exactly. Um, but we know scripture says that the two shall become one flesh. Wow. And so, so, wow. so, and there's other soul tie references in scripture, but we're not going to dive into soul ties like in a very extensive matter today. Yeah. But, but that's another reason why as well, one of the ways that two become one is through sexual intimacy. Yep. And so the question, you know, why is it important to manage your sexual passions is because why would you want to, 
become one with someone who you won't be one with for the rest of your life. Yeah. And I mean, it just, you become one with so many people. Yeah. You, you're taking parts of them and leaving parts of yourself. And that means you're no longer a whole person. And sometimes what we receive from people in that oneness, we don't actually want. Yeah. You know, um, we like, it's kind of a joke, but it's like a cheeky thing to say. Like there's definitely spiritual STDs and there's natural STDs that you can get, but there's spiritual STDs, like sexually transmitted demons, like for real, like you can get people's junk by um, involving yourself with them in that kind of way, especially sexually. And the reality is it's like, you're still going to do that in marriage. Like I'm (laughs) still getting your junk. You're still getting my junk, but there's a covering over it. There's a protection over it. It's a holy thing. God is watching over it. He's leading us. He's guiding us. He's using it to, um, sanctify us. And so this definitely happens in marriage, but outside of marriage, there's no covering on it. Like you're, mm-hmm. you're out in the wilderness with no covering, with no protection. And I guarantee you the enemy is going to take advantage of that vulnerability. And we know, Brian and I know for sure, we've seen it time and time again, you know, the enemy, I'll never forget when the Lord told me that, cause it seems like our society is obsessed with sex. Oh, absolutely. Right. Like, for us to say in our society today, yep. like sex should be reserved for marriage, like we'd be canceled. Without a doubt. Yeah, like this is, Without I mean, this is content that would, that the world would cancel us for. Mm. But even, I mean, a few decades ago, that wouldn't be, can't we wouldn't be canceled for that. No. We've, we've moved so far away from Judeo-Christian values, yeah. but that doesn't change the truth. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, I, we live in a society now that's pretty obsessed with sex and they're pretty obsessed with exploring your sexuality, however you see fit. Yeah. But I just think that's a demonic doctrine because it completely, it's made a complete, a generation completely vulnerable to the enemy. Wow. And I will never forget when the Lord told me, Sonia, the enemy is not obsessed with sex. He's obsessed with sin. Sin. And so outside of marriage, the enemy Sin is to have sex and to have a sexual relationship, which is sinful. Inside of marriage, what is sin mm-hmm. in the best in in sexuality? It's not with your spouse. Intimate. It's not being intimate. Exactly right. I mean, there's other ways you can sexually sin, like without your with somebody else, like adultery, right? Exactly. And so the enemy is obsessed with sin. He's trying to get us to commit sexual sins outside of marriage and sin inside of marriage by disconnection amongst our spouse. Yeah. Like there, you literally, I'm telling you, so many people have experienced this. It's like before they get married, they like can barely stop touching each other. Mm-hmm. And then the moment they get married, it's like this laborious thing yep. to like be intimate with your spouse for yeah. years and years. And it's like, well, that's demonic. Yeah. Like that's demonic. That is. And there's so many things that can you can do to like remedy that remedy that. There's so many natural things like, you know, we could go into that that yeah. you can do to make sure that your your spirit sexual connection is intact. But I would just implore you, yep. don't open up the door to the enemy and give him a place in your future marriage by being intimate outside of marriage. Yeah. Don't let the enemy have any say so about what happens inside your marriage because you gave him a foothold outside of marriage. Yeah. You know, protect the longevity of your sexual relationship by, by preserving it and not touching it before you get into marriage. And this is one thing I want to share. Yeah. 
um, before we go into the practicals, right? Because we're yep. really covering like why, why we should do this. This is very important too, because I think a lot of people, you know, you said something before you go into that, you said something that, that prompted a scripture in my heart. You talked about how we will be canceled for this, for this um, mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just took me to Romans 1 verse 21. And it talks about, it says, for although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Yeah. I think it's so important, you know, everybody who's watching this, that we guard our hearts from the ways of the world, that we guard our hearts from the culture and from what people are telling us is right. And, you know, it's sad. It's even crept into a lot of Christian circles and, you know, a lot of um, a lot a lot of, you know, Christian streams where people are condoning sexual misconduct. Mm-hmm. People are. People are just just brushing it under the rug and are and are like, there's grace, there's grace, there's grace. Of course, there's grace, but even greater than grace, God has given us the ability to flee from from sexual temptation. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that a little later. But I just wanted to bring that scripture up as we're talking because I think it's so important for everybody who's listening and who's watching this. Because if you engage in sexual misconduct before uh, sexual misconduct and uh, sexual immorality, it will have an effect on your soul that will take a lot of, take a lot of um, energy and effort to undo because why you've given an open door to the enemy. And also this is the thing. Anytime that you have multiple sexual partners, whenever you enter the marriage bet, the enter into marriage, you bring baggage. There's baggage that is brought in. And this is the, that, the great thing about God, God is so good. He's so good that he will He will help us deal with that baggage and he will heal us. But the process can be excruciating. The process can be excruciating. So we, we just want to help those yeah. who, we just want to help those who are in that space right now of waiting for the one that God has brought to them. The, wor- the wait is worth it. Yeah, I think... I'm so passionate about this topic because I didn't wait before Brian. um, I had a relationship. And so it's like, I did not observe godliness. I did not observe the standard of scripture. Mm -hmm. Um, Brian did. So he went into our marriage bed as a virgin. And I, I say all of these things because I wish somebody, I wish I would have watched an extended podcast Exactly. that yeah. gave me every reason why this is worth the wait Yeah. and every reason why I should, if someone is not willing to wait for me, mm-hmm. then they are not worth it. Yep. Any man that is not willing to wait for the gift of your sexual intimacy, he is not worth that gift. Yeah. He is not he he is not the leader that you want to be led by for the rest of your life. Yeah. And to men, any woman that's going to seduce you, she's not worth it. Yeah. She's not seduction is not something that you want to partner with the rest of your life. Yeah. Because Jezebel is alive and well. Mhm, that's spirit. And and sh- and she's she's beautiful, she's attractive. Yeah. There's a reason why people fall. And she doesn't just operate in women. Yeah, and she, exactly. And she doesn't just operate in in women. That's mm-hmm. a fact. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I will never forget, like I had a conversation with the father figure when I was 14 years old and he told me, 
No, you don't. Because I said, I, I want to wait till i married. I don't know why. I just had that thought in my mind. Mm. And he said, no, you actually don't have to wait. Mm. And it was, I mean, bet your bottom dollar in that coming year, I was experimenting in, in ways I should not have. Yeah. And so let me and Brian be that voice exactly. to you right now. Yep. It is worth it. It's Please worth it. save yourself the pain. People, the, Anyone that would say that doing having a sexual relationship outside of marriage doesn't have a consequence, they're lying to you. Romans one twenty one. They're so futile in their thinking. You <laughs> they should, are. You deceived. should run. You should delete them from your phone until you're ready. Until you're strong enough to have a relationship with them, they're wrong. I'm just gonna tell you right now, they're yeah. wrong. Yeah, and and the reality is they just haven't seen the other side yeah. to know the weight of the consequence. Yeah, thank you for bringing me back. I was I was I was I was getting <laughs> mad for a second. No, <laughs> but seriously, our sons and daughters are being deceived. Yeah, and there's no god. There's no godly standard that's been raised yep. for all to see. Wow, standard. There's none. There's standard. none. Wow. There's none. There's there's all of these things that have been been glorified. There's people that are cool. They look cool. It's everywhere. Yep. Turn on the television. It is on every television. Yep, yep. There, it is. It is everywhere, and so there is not a standard yep. that has been raised in our generation that has been made to be cool and acceptable. Yep. For sexual purity. Yep. And so I just want to implore all of you: you don't want to go down the journey of the restoration process. Yeah. Because it is it is redeemable. Yeah. I am a perfect example of that. You know, it's redeemable. It is the Lord can restore and he can completely um, redeem all in every way. Yeah. You know, but it's just better if you don't have to go through that process. That's exactly right. <laughs> it's so much better. It's so much better. And and I will say this. The reality is, the reality is. Yep. Most people mm -hmm. have not saved themselves. That's the reality. Okay. So most people, when they, when they say yes to Jesus, they've had a lifestyle before that, that, you know, has mean that they've lost yeah. their sexual purity. Yeah. Um, or I want to say they've lost maybe their virginity. Yeah. Your sexual purity can always be restored. Absolutely. It can always be restored. And so as heavy as, as heavy handed as we are being, I just want to make sure that we say, Hey, like you are redeemable. This is redeemable. The Lord died for sexual sin to mm -hmm. restore it, to heal yeah. it, to redeem it, to make you new. You are no longer an old man. You are a new. You are a new man. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. The Lord literally puts robes on you of righteousness. He is. He is the reason why you are completely able to be redeemed. And yeah. so there is hope. Shame is not your portion. Condemnation is not your portion. That is, he makes all things new. I love the scripture that says he takes our sin as far as the east is from the west. Yeah. And if you're hearing, if you're hearing me right now and you don't know Jesus and you you want forgiveness of your sins, you can have that. Scripture says that he takes our sins as far as the east is from the west. Scripture also says that when our our sin was scarlet. Mm -hmm. Now he makes it white as snow. Ooh. Scarlet. Yep. And he literally makes it white as snow. He doesn't just cover it. He completely eliminates it. Scripture also says that the Lord takes it from his mind. He blots it out of his memory. Yeah. If you are, if you are honest in your repentance to Jesus yeah. and receive the gift that he paid for by his blood, he is faithful to, he is just and faithful to forgive us. Come on. 
Yeah, that's it. And so seriously, if you're listening to my voice right now and you don't know Jesus, or maybe you know of Jesus, but you've never fully repented, you never really believe that you could be redeemed, you can be redeemed. Yes, you can. It's as simple as saying, Lord, I believe that you died on the cross Mm -hmm. for my sins. And I believe that you raised from the dead to be my savior. I ask for forgiveness of all of my sins, and I thank you for forgiving me. Lord, I receive you as Lord right now, today, and your word says I'm saved, so I say yeah. I am saved. Oh, my gosh, that's so good. And yeah. then what happens? And then the Lord is going to start asking you to lay down your life. Yep. He's going to start asking you to stop watching TV shows that dishonor him. He's going to start yeah. asking you to stop being around people that lead you away from him. Mm-hmm. He's going to ask you for your whole life. Yep. So it's not the sinner's prayer isn't a a get rich quick scheme. Yeah. This is a, I, I am saved right now. The moment I pray it, the moment I receive him as savior, but then you're on a journey. Yeah. You're on a journey to give every part of who you are to Jesus. And let me tell you and testify. It is the best decision that you will ever make. And he is, he has so much that he can offer you that the world cannot. Thank you so much for tuning into the Growing with the Nearest podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you share it with a friend and also that you leave a review and subscribe on whatever platform that you are listening or watching on. And we will see you next week.